It is Friday, September 8th, 2023. This is another edition of Baseball Today. That is my man, Trevor Plouffe. I am Chris Rose, producer Dan, along for the ride as well. We got a full slate of baseball. We've got the NFL officially back. We've got college football and the fighting Dion's out there in Boulder, Colorado. It is a great time to be a sports fan, my friend. Uh, check out the John Boy ATS League. I got my first victory last night betting on the Lions to cover the spread against the Chiefs. Usually mm. you don't bet against Patty Mahomes at Arrowhead, but I had to do it to him because my guy Goff was, uh, I don't even know why. I really did it because Kelsey and Chris Jones were out, but doesn't matter. <laughs> it is good a great time you. to be a sports fan. A lot of good baseball coming up. Uh, Jose Abreu was speaking about getting it going. Jose Abreu is getting it going for the Astros. They... Mm-hmm. Put that hurting on the Rangers. You know that. All right. We're going to start off with a tip of the cap. We give it to our crew here at John Boy Media. You know, we've done all of our blitz ball and all our warehouse stuff for the most part. We shoot it. We edit it. Guys do a great job behind the scenes, and then we put it out several weeks later. Well, last night, they did a live stream that's going to continue, I believe, through Billy's over the weekend, which is going to be awesome. And I was watching Love Yous taking on We Got Ice. And pitching ninja, you better give Jack Doyle some love. You do what Nikki did. You just say good pitch and hope it doesn't happen again. Oh, oh my goodness! That's warehouse Jack, ball. Jack Doyle goes around the back. One two pitch. Nikki Cass puts a good swing on it. It hits the wall and it comes right to Doyle for the catch. That was badass. Just when you think Jack Doyle can't come up with something different, he has the stop motion in blitz play. He goes behind the bag and then makes the catch to boot. Sorry, Nikki, that's a tough one. By the way, I you know Jack's like twenty three or so. I actually think he's like forty seven and has played like in all these weird leagues around the country. He's something else, man. He's one of a kind, old Jack Doyle. That was awesome. Make sure you watch as they continue with their live series. It's really, really good stuff. Hopefully that will be part of that future. I would like to to be a part of that somewhere down the road. Uh, let's talk about the big leaguers. Bad news for the Dodgers, Mookie Betts. He actually left last night's win in Miami in a boot afterward, reportedly. So we'll have to keep our eye on that over the weekend. Dodgers did salvage something in that series, thanks to their starter, Ryan Pepio. Uh, Josh Bell actually broke up the perfect game with two outs in the seventh. As we all know, Pepio was making the start for Julio Urias, who was placed on the restricted list following his arrest Sunday, suspicion of felony domestic violence. Big picture here. Um, Dodgers starting pitching. It's been up and down recently. How worried are you about the rotation moving forward? Pretty worried about it, to be honest with you. I mean, this is a team that can mask some of these problems with their offense, you know, with the way they go about playing the game. Uh, even with Urias, I mean, he hasn't been pitching great. So I know a lot of Dodgers fans will say that like, dude, this guy hasn't really given us much this year, but you know, you know what this guy can do in the playoffs. He ain't going to be there. He's gone. Okay. So now we're down to Kirsch who, by the way, again, greatest discount in baseball right now. It's just Kirsch going back on one year deals to Dodgers. Incredible. You got Kirsch, you got Lance Lynn has been getting roughed up, probably sliding into that two spot. Second game starter, Mm-mm. Bobby Miller. You don't think mm-hmm. so? Oh, Bo- Bobby Miller, yes. I thought you were yeah. saying Lance Lynn. 
No, Bob Miller's just started in that two spot. So now you have those are your three guys in your rotation now that have been making starts. Uh, you, you can probably get away with that in the five game set, right? Because we're talking about playoffs now. We're not talking about the, mm-hmm. the regular right. season. You probably get away with that in a five game set. Those three guys. Uh, then you get to the CS. You you need a four starter. So then, I mean, there's a bunch of options. First of all, you have to hope that Lance Lynn doesn't give up a thousand homers. He's been homer prone for this year and lately for sure. Uh, so you're kind of like iffy on that. But then you have, you know, Pepio, great. He's looked great. He, you know, had that great start. You have guys like Sheehan and Stone and Walker Buehler is going to be there in some capacity, I believe. I think he's throwing cheese. Like, is he going to be a piggyback guy with a Pepio? Probably. That's what, that's like kind of what I'm thinking now. Uh, so I'm a little bit worried about it. There's no doubt. But, you know, again, like almost like I talk about the Rangers and their bullpen, people get so mad at me. Like the a, a good offense can overcome that. Now it's it's tough too, but like if you get hot at the right times, you can overcome it. But do- the Dodgers aren't necessarily used to being in, in this position. Um, but they do have depth. It's kind of unproven, but I'm like uh, decently worried about the rotation. I'm worried. I would be worried if I were a Dodger fan because there's really one guy I know I can count on. Bobby Miller, I think, will be okay, but he's also a rookie, and you never know. Yeah. You just never know. So if you look big picture, Atlanta's rotation is stacked for the playoffs. They are good to go because their rookie is a game four starter. Then you go Philly. I'll take my chances with some of the veterans they've got, right? They're just a year removed from making it all the way to game six of the World Series. Milwaukee, their big three, really good. I'll take my chances there. So the Dodgers don't even have a top three National League playoff rotation, in my opinion. I mean, it's – and it could be further down the line than even that. Like, it's interesting. After the uh, Lance Lynn trade, and he had those couple great outings. Everybody was like, oh, they fixed him. What a steal. Well, now you're right. I thought for a while he was going to single-handedly break Barry Bonds' single-season home run record. <laughs> I mean, he's given up 40 home runs. That's a – and he's, we've got three and a half weeks left still. He could get to 50. Come on. You're, you're, you're already over 40. Let's go for 50. There's a chance that they have to make a decision if they want to have him starting a game. In October, if yeah. things continue the way they've gone, I, I I believe that Lance Lynn can be a guy, and, and he's shown it before. But if things continue to go and he's giving up all those homers, I think they think twice about giving him a start. Well, here's the deal: it might be one of those where we'll see where the series is. If we're up two zero, maybe we give sure. him the ball. If we're down zero two or it's one one, I don't think he piggyback gets it. situation now, for sure, right? Like yes, someone and, ready to go early. This is the problem with the Dodgers. Last year, they were a pitcher short, too, because of injuries against the Padres. And this is where they're going to be again this year. Some people say, oh, it's not that big a deal. We'll piece it together. This guy will pitch two innings. That guy will pitch three innings. But what it means is those guys have to be at the top of their game. You need multiple guys every game to be at the top of their game. Whereas if you know that there's a guy you can count on for six innings, there's a big difference between that and a guy who can get you six or seven outs. We've kind of seen it around the league, though, a little bit. I mean, teams struggling to find consistent starting pitching. I mean, the Dodgers do have, like, these options of guys they can have. And mm-hmm. you don't want to really do that in the postseason because, you know, if you have bullpen days, which, you know, teams often have in the postseason, 
you know, you got to make sure your other guys are giving you length. You can't just blow up your bullpen the entire time. So there's options. I mean, they have good arms out there that they could go. I'm, I'm really curious to see what kind of impact Bueller has, man. Totally. He could be, he could come in and we'd be like, I can't even believe we thought this was going to be a problem. Him and him and Pepio, bam, like that's the solution to this. You know, it's, it could happen for them and they've been able to draw from their debt before and be fine. But you know, as where we stand right now, it's a little, it's a little concerning. Let's move on to the Atlanta Braves. Uh, Ronald Acuna back at it again last night. He hammered two more homers off of Adam Wainwright. Remember, he's already the inaugural member of the 3060 club. He's now six homers shy of becoming the fifth member of the 4040 club. If he reaches that one as well, is it over for the NL MVP race? I, I don't know. I don't know how people are going to vote. I mean, there's it's him. He's at the top tier. And then it's Mookie Betts along with them. Now, if you go back to who's had 40-40 seasons, not everyone's won the MVP. Uh, Barry Bonds didn't do it in 96. Alfonso Soriano didn't do it in 2006. I think Canseco did, and I think A-Rod did. I think those mm-hmm. A-Rod didn't as well. Not so only, only did Canseco, A-Rod – listen to this. This is amazing. Not only did A-Rod not win it in 98 when he went 40-40, he finished ninth. Wow. In the MVP voting. Bonds finished fifth. I remember seeing that. Yeah, Bonds yeah, finished so it fifth. Yeah, so it doesn't guarantee him just because he's 40-40. But he would be, right. obviously, the first 40-60 member or 40-70 member, whatever he's going to get to. So that changes things. I, I just – it's it's I don't like having these discussions because I feel like we're trying to, like, pick between two really good ballplayers. Like, it's either going to be Mookie or Acuna. And and they're having both having just incredible seasons, doing it in different ways. Like, Acuna obviously gets a lot of – um, a lot of bang for his buck because of what he does on the base pass, but Mookie's versatility has got to play into that as well. And what he's done offensively, like it's been two very, very impressive seasons. And I honestly, I think it'll probably come down to who finishes hot. They're both on the two best teams in the NL. Um, who finishes the hottest is probably going to end up winning the MVP. Would you, in 1979, Pop Stargell and Keith Hernandez split the NL MVP. I don't know how the heck that worked out. But would you like it if the MVP was split this year? I wouldn't either. No, no. I, I think that's the most ridiculous thing ever, to split an MVP award. Yeah, I, I'm with you. It happened in the somebody. NFL one year, too. I think Brett Favre and Barry Sanders split the award. But it just worked out because of the voting. But. You know, we should have like a like a home run derby if those two guys, you know, the commissioner should have to come in and decide. Like, really, really put him really? in right there. Yeah, I would love really? to see that. Okay, uh, I will decide who gets this piece of metal. Oh, we're past that with Bobby Manfred. We all love Bobby Manfred now. I, by the way, will answer the question and say no. I don't think that that automatically. It's going to be a fascinating discussion. I just don't want the vitriol of, like, I understand you want your dude, whether you're a Mookie Betts fan or a Ronald Acuna fan, to win. I understand it. But, like, last weekend when they were playing each other and Betts had a great day, uh, but Acuna had this day, they're like, but our team won. Or then, a you know, Mookie Betts got pinch hit for in the eighth. You don't do that for an MVP. Like, stop with that shit, please. These are two phenomenal players. Enjoy it. Whatever the hell happens, happens. Like, end of the day, somebody's going to be okay, and 
you might think that your guy wins it. But if you think that they're a lap ahead of the other person, you don't watch baseball very closely. This is the discussion between Aaron Judge and Shohei Otani last year. People were so mad at me saying, right. like, I think it's like, dude, these both these guys are having incredible years. I know it's difficult to choose, but anyways, guess what? It is back. Week one is upon us, and DraftKings Sportsbook is hooking you up with a can't-miss offer to start the season strong. This week, new customers like you can bet just $5 on the games and score $200 in bonus bets instantly. Look, life's more fun when you're in on the action. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code BASEBALL today where you bet $5 on a game and $200 in bonus bets instantly goes into your account only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code BASEBALL today. The crown is yours. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. That's 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available. Also, call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please pay responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. See DraftKings.com football for eligibility. Terms and responsible gaming resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Okay, still a lot of good races out there. I know some teams have fallen by the wayside, but there's a lot of interesting ones. Which one are you watching most closely? There's actually not that many good, like, um, you're talking about, like, series this weekend, right? No, 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 no. Oh, I, th- I thought you were playoff. talking about series this weekend because no, it's no, got, no. there's not that many great, like, playoff matchup series, but I had one in particular. Well, no, I'm talking about playoff races. So, like, for me, okay. it could be, um, like, the race to have the best record in the American League. Uh, that's important because you got the Rays and the O's right there because one will end up being the one seed and one will end up being just the top wild card. It could be the bottom of the American League wildcard shit, whatever it is. Do you want me to go first and give you a little time to think about it? No, no. I mean, for me, this is an easy one then. It's um, it's the NL Central – I mean, excuse me, the NL wildcard. That many teams jumbled up like that and, like, you know, kind of fluctuating and when they're playing well, when they're not playing well. I mean, the Giants are on an L6, I believe. They're only two and a half games back. Um, D-backs are playing the Cubs this weekend. That's what I was going to talk about. Mm-hmm. Uh Cubs coming off a sweep, a D-backs taking two or three. Uh, the Diamondbacks are three back of the Cubs for the second wild card. Things could be changing here in that series. Miami is still doing its thing, took two or three from the Dodgers. Since he's doing its thing, like there's so much good baseball. And so of the Cubs, the Diamondbacks, the Marlins, the Reds and the Giants, that's five teams. Only two of those teams are going to make it. Three of those teams are going to be disappointed, and they're all having pretty good years. I mean, Giants sitting at 500 now. That's only because they took an L6. Like, there's going to be three disappointed teams, and I think this is why I like the expanded playoffs because I think we're going to get more of these types of races where we have multiple, multiple teams at the end of the year still vying for it. So it's good for those fan bases, and I just think it's good drama overall for, for the league. Yeah, even in the American League, there's not as many teams in the wild card chase, but it's still at this point four to make three, four yeah. teams to make three spots. So yeah, that's always fun heading into the last weekend if that continues on. For me, and what a particular team I'm watching is the Cincinnati Reds. They're taking on the St. Louis Cardinals, who are just kind of playing out the string. I know they still have a lot of veterans on that squad, but it ain't. It's been horrible for months. Uh, and Cincinnati has somehow stayed afloat. Like two or three from the Braves, the Cardinals did. I know. I know. Well, but that's why it's a big deal for Cincinnati. Like, 
This is a team that you probably should take a series from. You don't want to get punched in the mouth two or three times this weekend, and all of a sudden it's a major uphill climb for that wild card chase. But I, I'll give Cincinnati credit. We know that they're, they've got a ton of young, particularly everyday talent that they're relying on. But let's remember, Matt McClain went down, what was it, a week and a half, two weeks ago. He was the dude you could count on. Yeah, Ellie is like the shiny new toy. McLean is just Mr. Dependable. And the fact is, is that they're still hanging in there without him. And I don't know if people really paid this much attention to it. They had a major COVID issue on their team. Did you see this? I did not. Yeah. Oh, they had like a half dozen guys that were down for the count. And I know some people might roll their eyes and say, why are you even talking about COVID? Well, these are guys that it's not like the days where, okay, you get COVID and then you have to live. Like, these are guys who weren't feeling well enough to play. That's where it was in their clubhouse and in their organization because it was more than just the players that were getting it, apparently. So they have fought through that. They have fought through a lot of injuries on their pitching staff, which isn't even great to begin with, and they're hanging right in there. And now they've got a series against the St. Louis Cardinals. So let's go a little spunky Reds. See what you got. had a great series against the Mariners. A couple spunky wins, if you will. Yes. Yeah. That was good. And there was a lot of, remember, there's a lot of, um, I don't want to say that word. uh, There's a lot of cross-pollination among those teams. Okay. Because because they traded a lot of guys. Were you going to say incest? No, I would never use that. Okay. No, no. I don't know. You were searching for a word that was weird. I'm just. Yeah, I was going to use the word inbreeding. Which is a little oh, this this same thing. <laughs> but I did I prevented myself from saying it. All right. All right. Jeez, man. Make your point and move on. Let's go. All right. I'm wearing a Washington Nationals cap today. First of all, it's cool. I love the alternate. This is one of my favorite lids in the game. It's cool. But boy, what a strange story this is of our nation's capital. I cannot believe I'm talking about this. The Nats were supposed to have a press conference on Saturday announcing Steven Strasburg's retirement. You know, throwing bouquets, say thank you so much for getting us a first World Series championship. It's awesome. They were going to make a big deal about it. Then on Thursday, the Nats reportedly pulled the plug on this. Now, several media outlets are reporting that Washington is maybe trying to get some money back. We know that Strasburg is still owed $105 million after this season on that seven-year extension that he got. Our friend Britt Rolly over the Athletics said that Strasburg does indeed have nerve damage, thus making him a disabled pitcher. In fact, Mike Rizzo, their GM, came out earlier this week and said, yeah, he's signed through this thing. He's going to get his dough. What do you make of this story? This one's really interesting to me because this is not unprecedented what the Nationals are trying to do here and also what Steven Strasburg is trying to do here. If you have a medical leave, you know, a doctor says you can't play anymore then you are owed all of your money uh prince fielder uh you know with his neck i think it was his neck yes it was you know he got medically medical leave from a doctor and he received all his money and didn't play again and basically you know yeah that's what it means you don't have to show up you don't have to rehab with the team um but you could in this instance if the nationals are saying hey man like uh if you want to stay home we want to buy your contract out for less. And this has happened too. Michael Kadire 
for the Mets gave back some money, negotiated because he, he just didn't want to play it anymore. He had like twelve and a half million coming to him, and said was and was like, "Nah, man, like I don't want to play." And he negotiated the buyout instead of having to go there and and hmm. just like fake want to play. He said, "No, I don't want to do that. I'll negotiate a buyout." Now this is a little different because you know there was a medical clearance for him to leave. What I think. I think this means is maybe they don't really believe that and they and they want him to rehab. If he wants to collect all his money, they want him to come rehab with them and attempt to pitch. Like maybe there's conflicting reports here. And if not, then they'll say, okay, if you don't want to come do that, then let's forfeit some of that money so you can stay home and not have to worry about that. For Strasburg, you know, the ball's kind of in his court. He can he can just say, okay, I'll come rehab with you guys and collect all his money if he wants to. That is a that's a possibility. Now remember the Nationals didn't take out insurance mm-hmm. on this contract. So they're just like on the hook, on the hook for this money. Um but I don't believe medical leave goes against your payroll. So this wouldn't affect the CBT. I'm not sure about that. We might have to look that up. In my mind, it wouldn't if it's a medical leave situation. So I, there's a bunch of layers to this story. Uh, I, I'm assuming the Nationals have are saying, look, we don't think it's career-ending nerve damage. We can work back from this, and we want you to come pitch for us. If not, if you want to stay home, then you need to give some of the money back. Uh, Strasburg is going to have either have to get some more clearance or 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 proof or whatever he needs to be able to sit out or he's gonna have to say okay i'll just come rehab with you guys and collect all my money i mean it's it's a very interesting scenario and it's definitely gonna create bad blood between the two sides uh it's embarrassing that's the word i use because once it got out that he was having a retirement party essentially well let's put it on the docket we're gonna you know, we, there aren't that many guys that we've honored here at this franchise and said farewell to, right? Ryan Zimmerman's like the biggest, biggest dude, Mr. National. Well, now we got one of our own that we drafted right here, helped us get to the world. Just kidding. Everybody go home. Take your retirement gifts with you. We're, we're not going to have it. Like, it's almost like, what the fuck are you doing as an organization? And this is strictly about the bottom line here. They're mad at themselves that they didn't insure the deal. I don't know why you wouldn't insure a guy like Steven Strasburg. What was the, what were premiums too high? Man, I know, I don't know. I don't like my premiums on some of the insurance I pay, but I pay them every year. Like, what was the purpose of not paying the premiums? I would love to know that from the team. Why you wouldn't have, for a guy who had as much injury history as him and with a deal as big as this was and taking him into his late 30s for $245 million, why the hell would you not get insurance on him? So that's the thing. Plus, this is an organization recently, according to Ken Rosenthal, the athletic, which has gotten rid of 10 to 14 scouts behind the scenes, where the assistant GM said, I'm out of here after they forced him to take a pay cut, where they have not extended Mike Rizzo. Like, I know they're trying to sell the team and you're trying to make it as lean as possible, but is this really the way to do it? it just seems desperate. Yeah, I don't know. I, again, I feel like there's a lot of details that we don't have just yet. I, I think it does look desperate on the national side. Um, you know, like I said, there's there's been many people that have had this leave, and yeah. it's just it is what it is. It's not like like I guarantee you, Steven Strasburg wants to pitch. He wants to be healthy. 
and to be out on the mound. This is what he loves to do. He wants to help them win. Uh, but he's been, you know, daunting rehab year after year after year. And finally, the doctor's like, bro, it's not going to get any better. I wonder what, what number do? the Nationals would be okay with, with him walking away. Like, if they were, what do you think that number is? 70 million? I'll take, you know, two thirds of what I'm owed and we'll call it a day. Is that the number? Or is it they would, I'm sure they would love that. And again, I don't know if this counts against the CBT for them. I don't know if it's part of their payroll. I'm not sure. All we got to find is... that out. Comments down here if you know. I, I, I should. I guess I should know, but it's kind of a odd, you know an odd situation. All right. Last thing before we get out of here on the podcast and the YouTube side of things, and we want you to join us live on AMP every day. Make sure you check out our social media channels so you can be part of the conversation. It's a fun show. Let us know where we're right, where we're wrong, what you like, what you don't like, all sorts of stuff. I can tell you that the ball dude for the Miami Marlins was wrong on Thursday. It was a mistake. Freddie Freeman double hit down the line. He thought it was a foul ball. He picked it up, and he Pete Alonso did. Threw it right into the stands. Everybody's like, whoa. Now, thankfully, the umpires did the right thing because Mookie was cruising around the bases. He was going to score anyway. But look at the dude. Look at the look on his face. Like, what? What? I didn't. And look at him. He's got a big lipper in. He's like, oh, man, what? By the way, can we get the guy better outfits? Also, that's oh. – that's a yeah, that's a fun job, I think. Like you get to see see a, a game from the field level. This guy's packing a lip or just sitting there chilling, not really even really paying attention. I think it's hilarious. I, I believe Freddie Freeman tied a Dodgers doubles record with this one. And he was granted second base by the umpires. And he had to do his little Freddie Freeman dance after the fact. I like it. Um and by the way, Jesus Sanchez, good job. The right fielder. He actually came by the dude and gave him like a little bear hug. He's like, it's it's going to be okay. It's going to be all right. So if if Jesus is okay with it, the rest of the Twitterverse or Xverse or whatever we're calling it these days, y'all should just chill out. It's okay. At least he made the play. Well, I mean, come on now. I could have made that play. That wasn't one of those hot shots down the line. That's impressive. What, what's going on? He's got his hat there. This guy's just, he's just posted up, just hanging. Yeah. Get him an ottoman to put his feet on. What's going on with this? And this is with a guy saying it from a dude who doesn't wear a good uni. He's not a good uni wearer. He, need, he needs a uni. Get some pants on this guy. Yeah. Hmm. All right. We, we spent all of our uh, ball boy budget elsewhere, apparently, with the Marlins. Um, announcement. Starting a show called Football Today. Whoa. Yeah. yeah. Daily show? Not daily. We're going to start it off. It's going to be a slow roll out there. You and but who? We want people to. Uh, well, Bobby Skinner will be part of it from Talking Giants. Bobby knows his shit. He takes his football very seriously. Um, so we're going to, I think, put out some clips today. I don't think we're putting out the whole show that we did today, but maybe. We'll see. So make sure you tune into that and hit subscribe on our football channel. We're starting to grow that area a little bit more as well. It's important that we do that as a content company. So make sure you join us. Okay? That's awesome. Yeah, it'll be fun. It'll be fun. So we'll do it at the very least twice a week to start out with. And who knows, depending on how much you all dig it, it'll grow. So make sure you, you do that. I think we're going to go Mondays and Fridays to begin with. So we'll set the week and we'll wrap up the week. It'll be fun. It'll be fun. Speaking of fun, hey.
Have a great, great weekend. I hope that your tennis with the lovely Olivia goes well. Me too. Okay, good. She is lovely. Uh, for our one-of-a-kind producer, Dan Rourke, and the uber-talented Trevor Plouffe, I am Chris Rose. We will see you Monday on Baseball Today.